Dragnet. The Jack Benny program. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. George Burns and Gracie Allen. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. We offer you Escape. Follow Miss Brooks. Suspense. Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Fibber McGee and Molly. The Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. Radio Theater. In the air. Dedicated to man's imagination, the theater of the mind. You know what our call letters WGN stand for, don't you? WGN Radio Theater. The special three-hour presentation with Carl Amari and Lisa Wolf. All right, it's about seven minutes after 11 p.m. here on the WGN Radio Theater. It is program 396 in this series. It's June 16th. It's Father's Day for about another hour here. What's up, Lisa Wolf? Happy Father's Day, Carl, and Thank to all, you. The, all the great dads out there. Yes, happy Father's Day, everyone. And we have the Jack Carson Show taking care of the baby. That's kind of a Father's Day show with Jack Carson and all the gang. Then it's Chase, the chase with Donald Buca in The Creeper from 1953. That's our classic radio shows for this edition of the WGN Radio Theater. And uh, we're going to play our game. Is, is it, it real, real or, or is, is it ridiculous? ridiculous? Sponsored right. by Cat's Pride. Right. The celebrity is Lucille Ball. All right. And I feel very confident that you're going to know all of these. And believe me, I never say that. Uh, she's no, right up you your, don't. I know. She's right up your uh, your your expert alley there. Yes. And we're going to be giving away a pair of lawn tickets to Ravinia on July 12th to see the Oscar-winning film West Side Story with the score performed live by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Great night under the stars at Ravinia Festival. Very nice. So we're going to look for caller number 4312-981-7200. Call right now. We'll play the game and we will be right back. Come on, baby. Let's get ridiculous. And we've got Hannah on the phone to get a little bit ridiculous with. Hey, Hannah. Hi. How are you? I feel like a celebrity. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. I listen to your show every single weekend. Oh, I'm so glad. Is this the first time you called in, or do you always try? No, it's the first time I called in. I was waiting for my grandchildren, so I was in the car. Usually I'm in bed. I I totally got that. I'm so glad. I wish I was in bed right now. I'm tired. (laughs) No, no. This is a late show. No, it's all good. I'm so (laughs) glad you made it through. And and you are the celebrity tonight because you're the big winner. And we're going to have a little fun with Lucy and Paul. Let's play the game. Hi, Hannah. Okay, here we go. Number one, Lucy and her husband, Desi Arnaz, were the first interracial couple on TV. Real or ridiculous? Um, You know, if you say interracial, it's just because he was from Cuba or something, so I'll say real, but I don't see it as really being interracial. Yeah, but I think that it's considered interracial. Yes, I'm going to agree with Hannah. It, that is absolutely true, and you are both correct. I know. She she was really a, a groundbreaker here. Okay, number two. She was the first woman to run a major television studio. Real or ridiculous? I'm going to say real. Yeah. I mean, Lucille Ball was like a go-getter. Yes, she certainly was. I agree was. with Hannah. That is absolutely right. See? This is nothing to it. <laughs> Number three, she's the first pregnant woman to be shown as pregnant on TV. Real Ooh. or ridiculous? I'm going to guess that that's real as well. Hmm. 
It's either I'm going to just it's say either real or it's, ridiculous. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm going to say it's either Lucille Ball or it was um, Mary Tyler Moore on the Dick Van Dyke Show. But I'm going to say real along with Hannah. Well, you finally decided to listen to your smart listeners yes. out there because that is absolutely true. They were all real. You know, she was <laughs> she was so darn amazing. I just couldn't make up anything that was above and beyond what she'd already done out there. So um, you are a winner. So happy to give you this great prize. You get a pair of lawn tickets to Ravinia, a festival that's in Highland Park. It's on July 12th. You're going to see the Oscar-winning film West Side Story with the score performed live by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. This is going to be a beautiful night under the stars. You can join our And I'm very, singing. I'm and, singing. All the songs, Hannah. Well, he might be, but to himself. Join our very own Dean Richards before the film for a pre-concert discussion. Get your tickets at Ravinia.org. Maria! Isn't he good? What do you think? I'm giving away these tickets last night. Oh! I would love to win tickets. I love Ravinia. I love West Side Story. And July the 12th is my 43rd anniversary of getting engaged to my husband. That is so nice. So who are you? going to invite (laughs) 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 i'm so glad for you and your husband and i hope you have a wonderful night at ravinia now wait a minute now now hannah well my chop liver over here i was singing there i was singing can you sing the second line to that song uh i met a girl named maria that's uh, he kind of sounds like what do you, think, Hannah? you know what? It's going to sound just like that when we hear I'm it. When we hear I it, I am singing <laughs> it, Ravinia. Yeah. yeah. Well, you keep dreaming on, <laughs> and and thank you so much for calling, Hannah. It was Way great to, to have, have you fun, on the show. Hannah. Thank you so much. All right, you're welcome. All right, she's a big winner. And so are our listeners because we have some fun classic radio shows. But before we tune in to the Jack Carson Show, I want to remind all of you that we have a text in line. It's 312-981-7200. Text us. We love getting your text. But right now, it's time for the Jack Carson Show. Now, uh, this uh, we just uh, we played a Jack Carson show, ooh, maybe a month or two ago. It was the first one we aired. We have another one for you now. This was a comedy series. Came to CBS Radio in 1943. Lasted all the way to 1956. Comedian Jack Carson played himself uh, on the show, akin to the Jack Benny program. Like, Jack Benny was a comedian, and he he had his wife on the show, Mary Livingston. And, um, you know, it was sort of like that. He was Jack Carson, the comedian, and his life going to the studio, making movies. So it was a little bit like the Jack Benny program. Not as popular, though, of course. But had all kinds of guest stars, including Mel Blanc was um, was one of the supporting characters on it. This show made a transition to TV in 1954, lasting for a year. So uh, this is from April 16th, 1947. It's called Taking Care of the Baby. Here's part one of the Jack Carson Show. From Hollywood, the Campbell Soup Show, starring Jack Carson. Yes, listen to Jack Carson, Freddie Martin and his orchestra, Arthur Treacher, Jack's nephew Tugwell, played by Dave Willock, Irene Ryan, and yours truly, Del Sharma. Well, folks, 
the earthquake we had in California last week was mild compared to the one that's going on right now at 22 North Hollywood Lane. A woman who signed herself Mrs. X left a baby on Jack's doorstep. And here, perplexed about the whole thing, we find Jack Carson. Mr. Carson, why don't you just settle this whole baby affair by taking it down and giving it to an institution? Tracy, you know as well as I do that the woman who left it on the doorstep asked me specifically not to do that. She put her trust in me, and I've got to live up to it. Very well, sir. If you don't want to do what I suggested, I do wish you'd quit complaining about the baby. Well, I'm only complaining because of the unfair position it puts me in. After all, I'm an actor. It might hurt my career. I mean, what will they say around Warner Brothers? (laughs) They won't say that anyway. I know that. I mean, what will they say around Warner Brothers if they find out I'm a mother? I mean, I'm so young, I'm, I'm still using my maiden name. <laughs> well, sir, if the child stays, it will be your responsibility. I have enough to do around here already. All right, all right, don't be cooperative. Was it my fault this woman picked my doorstep to leave it on? I should think in this temporary crisis, you'd at least have some helpful hints about the care of the baby. For instance, his, uh, uh, clothes... I mean, what do you do? Oh, that's very simple, sir. Surely you must have heard of the Didy service they have nowadays. Didy service? Yes, sir. They send a truck. Oh, that won't do at all. <laughs> He'll spend most of his life riding back and forth on the truck. <laughs> I don't think that's the way it operates, sir. <laughs> While we're on the subject of the child's comfort, I'm afraid we're going to have to buy a bassinet for him to sleep in. Oh, he doesn't need a bassinet at all. The place I fixed in the kitchen for him to sleep works fine. I know, sir, but after all, that's, that's hardly the place for a baby to be in a washing machine. Preacher, <laughs> I put two blankets and a pillow in there, and it's very comfortable. Besides, when you turn the washing machine on very low, it swishes him to sleep. <laughs> Don't forget, this is not just an infant. This is, this is at least a year old. By the way, where is he now? I put him on the sofa in the library. Master Tugwell is in there amusing him. Oh, yes, yes. I told Tugwell to give him some little trinket to play with. Let's go in and take a look at the little fellow, huh? Well, there they are. Uh, how's the baby behaving, Tugwell? Oh, swell, Uncle Jack. Just look at him. He's happy. <laughs> <laughs> he really is, isn't he? Yeah, you were right when you told me to give him something bright and shiny to play with. <laughs> what is that he has in his hand, huh? Your watch. <laughs> No, no. Hey, hey, baby, baby, give me that. Oh, now, come on, now. Give me the watch. Give me the watch, please. But I'll give you something else to play with. You don't want that old watch. That's not worth anything. Why, that watch isn't worth anything at all. <laughs> you can say that again, sir. Doug, well, haven't you got any sense at all? When I said something bright and shiny, I didn't mean my watch. Oh, 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 oh. oh excuse me for laughing, sir, but it's very amusing. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. You should have known the baby was strong enough to break a watch, Tugwell. Well, how did I know? He didn't do that when I gave him Preacher's glasses. Like us, his went on it. He threw him out the window. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> but it's very amusing. Ho, 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 ho. You know, this wouldn't have happened if we'd had some toys for the baby to play with. Maybe we should buy him a doll. Tugwell, this baby is a boy. He doesn't want that. When I was a baby, I didn't want a doll. My, what a difference just a few years makes. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to admit he's a cute one, though. Yeah, maybe, maybe we ought to bathe him. I suppose. Oh, I wouldn't attempt a thing like that, sir. 
You better go down and give Miss Ron to help you. Oh, Tricia, women don't know everything. I can give a baby a bath just as well as anybody else. The main thing is to be sanitary. Tugwell, mm-hmm. fill up a pan with boiling water <laughs> and put in some Clorox. Are you, uh, are you sure you know what you're doing, sir? Oh, I intend to let the water cool down. And don't worry about this kid being able to take it. He's husky, just like I was when I was a kid. And who knows? This baby might grow up to be exactly like me. <laughs> this child understands more than you think, sir. Well, as long as you're here to watch the baby, I'll go up to my room and work on my dramatic lesson. Oh, uh, Treacher. Treacher, before I forget it, I want you to press my pinstripe suit. I have a date tonight with Tanya, and I want to look my best. You're going out, sir? Who's going to take care of the baby? Why, uh, you, of course. Mr. Carson, my duties do not include babysitting. Besides, this happens to be my night off. But, Treacher, but you can't do this to me. Now, look, since we've been together... Haven't you always shared my joys and my sorrows? I've shared your joys and sorrows, sir? Certainly. For instance, haven't I offered to let you wear my clothes? And when my new picture comes out, don't I always take you to see it? Well, sir, that takes care of the sorrows. What about the joys? Preacher, Preacher, won't you move your day off until tomorrow so I can keep my date with Tanya? No, sir, and that's final. Oh, be quiet. Let's see now. Maybe I could get Tugwell to stay here tonight, and then I could... But, Tugwell, suppose you do miss one dramatic lesson. You, you can make it up next week. Uh, no, Uncle Jack, I'm sorry. Tugwell, don't you realize this baby is a family responsibility? We must all take our turn. Well, gee, I took care of the baby yesterday and the day before. You're the one who hasn't done anything. That is not so. I've taken care of the baby so much this last week, I even fold my handkerchiefs three-cornered. Well, I'm sorry, Uncle Jack, but... Well, why don't you ask Miss Ryan to come over? Hey, that's not a bad idea. (coughs) Now, now what does he want? Gosh, he can't be hungry. I just fed him a little while ago. Well, if he's not hungry, it must be... Yeah, 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 I know, yeah. Wait till I call Miss Ryan. She'll fix you right up. Hello. Hello, operator. Get me Fairfax 4213. What? Operator, you should only know what an emergency this is. Now, don't worry, baby. Just be patient and Miss Ryan will be over right away. I think Miss Ryan is coming up the front walk now. I've got to use some strategy. She always wants to talk about her ailments, but... Maybe I can get her mind off of them if I use a little flattery. That Dale Carnegie stuff works great with women. Hello, Mr. Carson. Well, 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 Miss Ryan. This weather certainly has brought the roses to your cheeks. It has? Yes, yes. I I can't remember when I've seen you looking so fresh, so young, so... so girlish. (laughs) And, uh, how have you been feeling? Oh, I guess I'm about as well as could be expected. Well, I, I, the reason I ask you to come over, Miss Ryan, is that I... Well, I, I find myself in an unusual situation. You see, I have a date tonight with a very lovely girl. My, that is unusual. <laughs> no, no, that, that's not what I meant. Uh, uh, do you know anything about babies? Babies? Yeah. Oh, 
no. <laughs> of course, I did used to be one. <laughs> yes, I guess that's possible. <clears throat> and it's a miracle that I ever grew up to be as old as I am with all the aches and pains I've had. You know, I was an only child. A child, yes. Well, that's what I was talking about. I was I... pale and sickly right from the start. Yes, but what I wanted Skinny to... Skinny and scrawny. Yes, of course, but what I... Puny and weak. Yes, yes, but I wanted to say... Undernourished and anemic. Yes, yes, Miss Ryan, but what I wanted to say... Just a poor little dried-up <laughs> bag of bones. <laughs> My corpuscles just rushed around with no place to go. <laughs> Yes, you had more things wrong with you than Leo DeRocher. <laughs> Mr. Carson, you won't believe what a skinny, scrawny thing I was. When I was 12 years old, I got sick and had one measles. <laughs> well, I have a date tonight with Tanya, and I've got to find somebody who will... They almost gave me up. I was so sick I could hardly talk. <laughs> this I would like to see. <laughs> Miss Ryan, I've been trying to say that somebody left a baby on my doorstep last week. A baby? Yes, yeah, he's right out here in the kitchen. Come on, come here and take a look. <laughs> there he is. What's he doing in the washing machine? Oh, he, he likes it there, but my immediate problem is that I have a date with Tanya, and I thought perhaps that you would sit with the baby. Oh, I'd love to help you, but I can't tonight. You see, tonight is my club meeting. I'm the president. Your, uh, club? Yes. Convalescence Incorporated. <laughs> you can't get in unless you've had two major operations. But couldn't you just for one night? Oh, I'm afraid not. You see, at the meeting this evening, Mrs. McGinnis is going to tell about the terrible pain she has in her arteries. And Mrs. Kelly is going to tell about the horrible torture she went through when she fractured three vertebrae in her spine. <laughs> oh, tonight will be such fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sounds like a million laughs. But, Miss Ryan, won't you reconsider? I've got to have someone stay here with the baby. Well, another time I'd be glad to, but not tonight, Mr. Carson. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, stop with that baby talk, will you? Listen, kid, you've caused me plenty of trouble so far, and I'm not in the mood to have... Uh, come in. Hello, Jack. Well, what are you doing home tonight? Well, I had a date with Tanya, but it looks like I can't keep it because I have to stay home with the baby. Well, uh, why don't you ask Tanya to come over here for the evening? Yes, I could do that, Del. Of course, she was counting on going to the Coconut Grove, but maybe I could explain the situation. Say, that's a pretty cute baby. He looks smart, too. He always seems like he's trying to talk all the time, but you, you can't understand what he says. Oh, well, Jack, that's because you don't know how to talk to babies. Here, I'll show you. Oh, baby. Now, now listen to Uncle Dell. Which, which one of you is F.E. Boone of Lexington, Kentucky? 
That's first portion of the Jack Carson show from April 16th, 1947, taking care of the baby. I said I chose the show because Father's Day is taking yeah, care of the baby. That's right. Yeah. All right. You took care of three babies. Yes, I did. <laughs> I know you yes, did. Yes, I did. <laughs> Uh, and you took care of four babies. Yes, I wow, did. I Lisa. still take care of my good four job. babies. Not bad. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Uh, Mike Estella's here. Let's see. What mic is that? Four? Is that four? Hey, hey what's up, Mike? Going? How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, Jack Carson sounded good here. And good. then we have the chase in our next uh, in our next hour. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. Thank you, Vic. It is 11:36 here on. The WGN Radio Theater, and we have uh, Jack Carson from 1947. Sort of a Father's Day show because he's taking care of a baby that was left on his doorstep. Happens all the time. It's happened to me 16, 17 times. You know what the funny thing is? I, I watched a movie like that once where a woman opened the door. I opened her front door. I don't remember what it was, and there was a baby in a basket. Yeah. Do I don't know what that was. What movie it was? Yeah, I can't remember, but it hit really made an impact on me and I know this is going to sound crazy I'm going to say it anyways and I I, I shudder to think what people are going to think right now but honestly that's like a weird dream of mine what yeah I, I just would open the door and there'd and be a, 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 a child baby there? and I would just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa sorry. wants another baby. So sorry. Lisa likes babies. Oh, That's why she I went and ever. bought a little doggy. Well, that helps. That's why you did that. But I would take a baby and she and treats a doggy. her dog like a baby. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. It's like a little baby. She dresses it up. And no, I do not dress it, him. Feeds it uh, baby food. But no, I do not dress him, but he's a baby. <laughs> right. Let's get back now to the Jack Carson show. Oh, Jack, this is really a smart baby. He understands every word I say, don't you, Kitty? Yes, yes. You've got a great life ahead of you. So many wonderful things to look forward to, like uh, Campbell's tomato soup. Well, well I, I think you're making this whole thing up. No, I'm not, Jack. Now, please stop interrupting us. Um, yes, baby, I can... Just see you now with a big bowl of Campbell's tomato soup in front of you. It looks and tastes so delicious. <laughs> of course, uh, you may grow up to like your Campbell's tomato soup best with milk added instead of water as an extra smooth cream of tomato. <laughs> well, anyway, I bet you'll ask to have it often. For Campbell's tomato soup is something that everybody goes for, no matter whether they're youngsters or grown-ups. Now there, Jack. What do you think of that? I said, uh, what do you think of that? <laughs> we all know how wonderful Campbell's tomato soup is, but right now, hand me that phone, will you, Dell? I, I want to call Tanya. Well, sure, Jack. Here you are. And be sure you always keep plenty of Campbell's tomato soup on hand. Oh, I will, Dell. I will. So long. So long, Jack. Goodbye, baby. Jack, what do you mean we can't go to the coconut grove? Don't you want to take me? Well, Tanya, of course I do, but... Oh, I... Jack, every time I want to go to a place that's expensive, you always find some fishy excuse for not taking me. Yeah, but Tanya... The last you... time we were supposed to go out, you called up and said you were deathly sick. Well, I was pretty sick. 
When you came over to the, the house, I was in bed, wasn't I? Yes, but all you had wrong was a hangnail. <laughs> well, it was painting me something terrible. What's your excuse this time? A visiting relative? No, 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 Tanya. You see, about a week ago, a woman left a baby on my doorstep. A baby I... on your doorstep? <laughs> That is the greatest story you ever made up. Jack Carson, I will give you till 8.30 to get to my house, provided you get rid of your other date, of course. But, Tanya, I haven't got another date. 8.30, or I will go out with somebody else. Goodbye. Tanya! Ta oh, darn it, she hung up. Ah, <laughs> you potter's mustache! I'll back in the wash machine, then I'll buy a baby. Magic music of Freddie Martin with the Martin Men and Glenn Hughes, the Possum Song. about 12 blocks to Tanya's house, and if I start as soon as the babysitter gets here, I'm sure I'll make it in time. But Tanya finds out all the trouble I've gone to just to keep this date with her. I'm sure she'll get over her little peeve at... Oh, this is front door now. Tanya! 
What are you doing over here? Jack Carson, I came over here to check up on you. Check up? Yes, you acted very strange over the telephone. I'm sure the reason is that you have another woman in this house. Tanya! Uh, oh, 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 I believe you're jealous. But I, I wasn't lying to you. I haven't got another date. I told you the truth. I actually have a baby here now. Uh, a, a real baby? Yes, yes. A woman left him on my doorstep. See? Here's one of his blankets, and there's the pink basket he came in. Oh, where's the baby now? He's sleeping in the library. I'll take you in and show you in a minute. Oh, Jack, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I, I didn't mean a word I said about not trusting you. Oh, I don't blame you, Tanya. After all, if you lost me, I'd... I'd be awfully hard to replace. <laughs> you know, Gregory Peck is married. <laughs> Then, Jack, you're not angry? No, no. And you will forgive me? Of course. <laughs> you're sure? Yes, yes, I forgive you, Tanya. And to prove it, I'll show you. Here, you may kiss my hand. <laughs> oh, Jack, stop joking and come here to me. When two sweethearts quarrel in Vienna, this is how they make up. Ah. I put one arm on your shoulder like this, and I put one arm around your waist like this. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then I draw your face close to mine. So. This is how they do it in Vienna? Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> this is much better than those sausages. <laughs> Jack, I want to hear you say you forgive me. All right. What's the use of saying no when my goose pimples are saying yes? <laughs> I'm so glad you did not have a date with someone else. If I had come over here and found another girl, I, I do not know what I would do. I have terrible temper. I cannot control it. Yes, well, don't you worry about it, Tanya. Come on, we'll go in and see the baby, huh? Yeah. Oh, just a second. There's somebody at the front door. Look, Tanya, you wait here in the parlor, and I'll go see who it is. All right. Don't be long, Jack. I won't. Hello, Mr. Carson. Hello. <laughs> well, here I am. Yeah. You sure are. <laughs> but, uh, who are you? Oh, I'm your babysitter. Oh, when I was a baby, they didn't have stuff like this. <laughs> Well, Mr. Carson, where's the baby? The baby. Oh, yes, the baby. Well, he's in the library across the hall there. Jack, I... what's keeping you so long? Oh, my gosh, I forgot all about Tanya. If she sees a pretty girl like you here, she'll never believe that you're not... Well, well what I mean is, uh, could you go away and come back later? Well, yes, I could, but you'll have to pay me just the same. Hey, uh... oh, yes, yes, of course, yes. Jack! Yeah, yes, Tanya, I'm coming. Uh, look, I'll tell you what you do. You go right in the library there. You'll find a baby on the sofa. All right, Mr. Carson. Is there anything I should know about the child? No, nothing special. If he puts his foot in his mouth, that's a sign he's hungry. Just keep him in that position and roll him into the kitchen. <laughs> no, no, I don't know what I'm saying. Look, just stay in the library with the baby until I get out of the house. All right. I'll see you later. How are things in Upper Glendale? <laughs> well, well, Tanya, here we are. I guess we better get started, eh? Jack? Who was that at the door? At the door? Oh, yes, at the door. Well, that, that was the, uh, the Saturday evening post working his way through college. Or no, no, it was a college working his way through a ball. <laughs> oh, no, it was nothing at all. It was just the wind. 
I thought I heard a strange voice. No, no, you're wrong. It was nobody. Nobody at all. Oh. Well, Jack, I'm anxious to see this baby of yours. The baby, yes. Yes. The baby. Uh, no, uh, well, you, you can't see him. He's, uh, he's not here. He's not here? No, no. You see, the, the baby always goes out about this time every night for a cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, Jack, stop acting so silly. Well, you, you can't go in because he's sleeping. That's it. He, he's got to have his rest. He's only one year old. Well, I'll only open the door a crack. No, 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 no. Don't do that. You just listen out here. You can hear him breathing. Kitchy, kitchy, coo. Here's your bottle, baby. What was that? Uh, that was the baby. He uh, tossed himself all day long. And just how is it possible for a baby one year old to talk? How? Well, uh, he forces himself. <laughs> Jack, the voice I heard just now came from somebody older than a child. Oh, oh, oh yes, yes, of course. I forgot. I left the radio on. That, that voice you heard was John's other wife. But she was talking to a child? Since when has John's other wife had a baby? Uh, just since she's been taking Dr. Brown's celery time. Jack, I am going into that library right now. There's something funny here. Yeah, no, no, don't open that door, Tanya. No, please, don't open... Aha! Now I understand everything. What's the matter? Is anything wrong? No, but I'm expecting an accident any minute now. Jack Carson, just who is this woman? Woman? Oh, excuse me. Uh, Tanya, I'd like to have you meet, uh, my grandmother. <laughs> grandmother, indeed. Another one of your big stories. I should never have believed you. Uh, wait, wait, wait a minute, Tanya. I can explain everything. This girl came over here. The sim- I know. This girl was here all the time, and you were hiding her in this room. No, but that's not really the... Don't sim- explain anything to me. I hope I never see you again. Goodbye. Yeah, but, uh... Oh, gee, she's so hot-tempered. Now there goes my date for the evening. Mr. Carson, I'm afraid I caused all the trouble, didn't I? Oh, no, no, it wasn't your fault. You see, she's she's very jealous of me. Well, I can't say that I blame her. You are rather handsome, you know. Well, she always thinks that... Oh, Oh, you you really think so, eh? Yes, I do. (laughs) How much to charge for sitting with (laughs) grown-ups? Well, as, as long as you're here and, and I, I haven't got a date, well, uh, maybe we uh, could get acquainted. All right. My name is Joyce. Oh, that's, that's a nice name. Is, uh, uh, am I sitting too close to you? Well, I don't know. You see, I've never been this close to a movie star before. You haven't? <laughs> Come a little closer while I make a bum out of Gregory Peck. <laughs> Well, of course, I'm, I'm a bit sorry that a quarrel had to be the cause of our getting acquainted. Oh, that's, that's perfectly all right. And speaking of quarrels, Joyce, do you know how sweethearts make up after they've had a quarrel in Vienna? In Vienna? No. How? Well, they, they put one arm on your shoulder like this. And then... Well, sir, I'm back from the movie. Yes, yes. Thank you, Richard. Good night. Good night, Richard. How's the little baby? He's fine, fine, Richard. Good night, good night, good night. Now, as I was saying, Joyce, the way they do it... In Vienna. Yeah. Preacher, preacher, will you please go? Preacher. Now, Joyce. Joyce. One arm goes around your shoulder like this. Yeah. And my other arm goes around your waist like this. Uh huh. Then I, I draw you close to me like this, and then. And then. Well, here I am back to my dramatic lesson, Uncle Jack. <laughs> Me 
You know, tonight the teacher gave us some Shakespeare. Boy, is that great that, stuff. Well, I'm not interested. Some other time. Can't you see that I've got company here? Yeah, but listen to this. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creep in this petty pace from day to day. Dugwell, preacher, please. Joyce, I put my arm around your waist. To the last syllable of recorded time. And then I put my other arm... (laughs) Oh, what (laughs) the... being with us this, this evening, friends. And all of us here at 22 North Hollywood Lane cordially invite you to join us next Wednesday at the same time. Until then, good luck and good night. Listen again Wednesday to the Jack Carson Show and stay tuned for Dr. Christian, which follows immediately. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That's the Jack Carson Show, April 16th, 1947, starring Jack Carson. Also in that cast, Arthur Treacher, Freddie Martin and his orchestra, The Martin Men, Dave Wilcock, Del Sharbert doing the announcing, Irene Ryan, who was grandma on um, the Beverly, Beverly Hillbillies. Hillbillies. Yeah. Yes. And a good show, sponsored by Campbell Soup. That's what Campbell soups are. Mm-mm, good. All right, let's take a quick break. Then it's more on the WGN Radio Theater. Oh, Roger Badish is in here, Lisa. Oh, man. Hey, Roger. He looks like an M&M. He's in red. He looks like a red M&M. Uh, like a red M&M? Yeah, that's what Why? he looks like. Because I'm bald? No, you look like, you know those M&Ms on, yeah. the, com- on the commercial? Right. Because <laughs> he's, got, he's, he's all because, red. Yeah. But no, there's all different colors. Yeah. No, you look like a red M&M. Well, I like M&M's. Well, I, think. I do, too. They're delicious. Yeah. You know what else I like? <laughs> what? The Classic Radio Club. Are you enjoying the Classic Radio He's Club saying, or what? I'm loving it. That was a rough segue, but okay. Thank, there was nothing rough about it. Are you really digging yes, the show? Yes, I am. I, it, you know, I'm going slow through it. Yeah. Because it, it, there, there are times when I feel like listening to an old-time radio show, and there's times when I just don't have the time for it. Yeah. But it's so convenient because I get the digital download. Yes, yes. That's what you're doing. Uh, that's what you've sent me. Yep. And it that's what makes it so convenient for me. And while I'm listening, I could look up other stuff about the show. Yeah. Um, because Do you, you read send the liner notes in. that I send, that I write? Yes. That I spend a lot of time to write for you? I catch up? I want to be as knowledgeable about old-time radio as you are. Wow, that's a stretch. Hey, that's a nice compliment. Well, but, I, I <laughs> And mean, I think Roger really means that. Well, Thank you. I do, because you well, think this is that my I whole, know a lot like, of stuff. Like, so all I do is these, these classic radio you shows. eat, sleep, sleep, and drink, but and I, all this. And whatever else radio. he does. But you know, you know, <laughs> you know what? I, I just wrote a... Uh, you know, I write an article for Remind Magazine, mm-hmm. and... The uh, the uh, for the August issue, it's about collecting, and they said, "Why don't you talk? Why don't you write about you, your own experience collecting these classic radio shows?" Like when you were young, and you yeah. Started to so do I started, sure. you know, uh, thinking back about all the you know splicing mm-hmm. tape and all that kind of stuff that I did. And um, part of the article, the end of the article, I said, "You know, I have spent my whole life pr- practically." Mm-hmm. Getting these master recordings and licensing them from the from the rights holders and meeting all these great people, including Milton Berle and mm-hmm. Jerry Lewis and Irving Brecker and George Burns, all these people that I've licensed these shows from, and gotten to know them and had dinners with them, and it's just been mm-hmm. wonderful, right? But the thing is, is in collecting them, I also 
still enjoy them. I listen yes. to them. And that's why I wanted to create the Classic Radio Club, because it's not just about collecting. Mm-hmm. It's about enjoying the shows. Exactly. So that's why we exactly. chose only 10 shows a month. Right. You get 10. It's only five hours of material. It's mm-hmm. 10 shows. And I choose these very carefully each month for the people that are in the club. Mm-hmm. I choose 10 shows, and there's always a couple of comedies, a couple of mysteries, a couple of detectives. A little of everything. little yeah. of everything. But there's also some real gems. Plus, the quality yes. is amazing Beautiful. on the shows, right? Beautiful. They're all from master recordings. Right. And then I write about them, so I send that as a PDF. Um, and I, I, that's why I like feedback from you because I know you listen because you're a mm-hmm. fan of classic radio, and that's why I'm so glad you joined the Classic Radio Club. And and, and I've got a special attachment because as I was growing up, some of these shows actually went through my early years. Yeah, the first four or five years sure. of my life. Well, like X minus one was on into the mid fifties. Yes, so I remember hearing some of these sure. on Chicago radio. Wow, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so it's it's, it's marvelous, and I thank you so much for for putting me on the list and for doing what you do. Well, and I love these shows. I appreciate you, know you being a member, and yep. you too, Lisa. Thank you. And the one thing I wanted to mention, I know before we go to news real fast, is that um, what a great gift this is. So oh, yeah. I know I sent it to my dad for his birthday. It's a great yeah. birthday mm-hmm. gift, and it's something he can get every single month and remember how much I love him. Yep, and the first month when you join, it's only a dollar. Because yeah. I want Beautiful. people to experience Beautiful. it. Um, and you can cancel it any time. You'll never get a duplicate show. The website, folks, is ClassicRadioClub.com. ClassicRadioClub.com. All of the information is there, so check it out. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. Thanks, Vic. It is about 10 minutes after midnight here, and it is Monday morning. Happy Monday, Lisa. And Father's Day is over. You have yes. to wait another 364 yes, days. What's the next, um, what's the next holiday? Uh, July 4th. Oh, yeah, 4th of July. <laughs> or July 4th. <laughs> That's Either right. Way. Independence Day. <laughs> That's right. Sounds good. Oh, we got to play some... Uh, Something uh, patriotic Definitely. for 4th of July. We'll do that. All right. In this hour, it's The Chase, a good uh, scary kind of radio show called The Creeper from 1953. Donald Buca in that um, particular episode. So that's coming your way in just a few minutes. But right now it's time to play our game, Cat's Pride. Is it real or is it ridiculous? Yes. The celebrity is Steve Carell. I know you're a fan. Oh, my gosh. 40 oh year old virgin. Funniest movie I, I, of all time. I, I One can laugh of, just thinking least. about him. Yeah. And we're going to give away one of our best prizes as well, a desktop indoor weather station brought to you by Which American Weathermakers. don't own one. I, I could lunch it for you I for a price. I want to own one, but I don't own one. For a price, you could borrow mine. Okay. Uh, we're going to look for the fifth caller. So you can call right now, 312. One two nine eight one seventy two hundred. We're call in, play the game, and we will be right back. Come on, baby. All right, we've got Connie on the phone to play the game. Hey, Connie. Hey, how are you? you guys? Oh, thanks, I can't Connie. Wait for the weekend to listen to you. Oh, oh it's you so know sweet. that's funny. We feel the same way. We just look so forward <laughs> to the weekend all week. I think Carl mostly so he can spend time with me, but really, I do look forward to the <laughs> show all week. <laughs> I think I'm the highlight of your week, right, Carl? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sure, Lisa. Whatever you say. Whatever you. You know what, Connie? I've gone. I've grown to to learn that I just. Here's what I say to Lisa. You're right, Lisa. Well, that's because I am right, right. Carl. You are right, right, right. Right, Carl? Right. What Absolutely. percent of the time am I right? 
Yes, pretty, we're always you're, right. You know what? Pretty much. <laughs> Honestly, Connie, she she. I hate to admit this, but she's right most of the time. She yes, really she is. is. Yes, yeah. I hate to admit yes. it, but All right, it hurts. Connie. It pains me to admit it. But you look pain. Ouch! I'm in pain pained. right now. All right, Connie. Let's do a little Steve Carell. Carl's a good lifeline because he actually is a really huge fan of Steve Carell, so he could actually. I got all be three right on Lucille Ball. I told you you would. Although mm-hmm. that yeah. was a that was a limited thing. That that doesn't work across the board. Right. Okay. Number one, Steve Carell. My luck has probably run out already. No question. Steve Carell <laughs> applied for a position at SNL Saturday Night Live, but he didn't make it. Real or ridiculous? Oh, I think that's real. Um, I'm gonna agree. Yeah, it's real. And, you know, it's interesting. He lost the spot to Will Ferrell. So, Ah, you know, he's good as well. Number two, he was voted as one of People Magazine's sexiest men alive in 2014. Real or ridiculous? Was that before me or after me? That was was the same year as you. Same year as me. you and Steve Carell. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say, yes, he was. Uh, yeah, I say real, I agree. Real. I agree. I'm so sorry oh. to both of you made that one up. <laughs> oh. Definitely not true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess he's Maybe sexy in his own right in his own way. <laughs> Number yeah. three, uh, and Carl didn't quite make it that year either. I'm afraid, but okay. <laughs> Number okay. three, so close every year. Maybe next year. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. As you get older, because I get sexier, you get sexier as I get older. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> 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 with we the all gravity, feel that way. With the gravity, <laughs> he made his film debut in 1991 with Curly Sue. Real or ridiculous? Hmm. Let's see. I'm going to say real. I agree, real. It is real. Oh, All right, yeah. so you guys did really well, and you agreed oh. on everything, which makes me yes, happy. Yes, did. And you know what? You are the winner, Connie. You've won the desktop indoor weather station. It's brought to you by American Weather Makers Heating and Cooling. They are the 60-Minute Men. Give them a call at 855-955-HVAC. Thank you so much for playing. So glad you made it through. It's great talking to you. Way to go. And thank you very much. You're Thanks, so Connie. welcome. In- Enjoy, you guys. Ah, thank you. Thank you. It's fun talking to you. All right. It is time for The Chase. This was a psychological drama. The premise on this show, Lisa, was many life situations place their subjects in a chase of one type or another. A chase for fame, a chase for peril, a chase to beat the clock, a chase to escape death. Scripts were fast-paced, and they starred East Coast talent. It aired uh, on radio beginning in 1952. And it also made a transition to television in 1953. This is a program called The Creeper. It stars Donald Buca from January 25th, 1953. Here's part one of The Chase. National Broadcasting Company invites you by transcription to join the chase. There is always the hunter and the hunted, the pursuer and the pursued. It may be the voice of authority or a race with death and destruction, the most relentless of the hunters. There are times when laughter is heard as counterpoint and moments when sheer terror is the theme. 
but always there is the chase. Sometimes our very pursuit of safety and security leads only to destruction. For one of the most exciting chase stories ever written in radio, the National Broadcasting Company now brings you Joseph Ruskall's famous thriller, The Creeper. New York, the unknown killer called The Creeper has struck again, adding a third female corpse to his toll. Virginia Peters, a comely waitress, was found strangled to death in her third-floor apartment early this morning while her radio blared. As in the previous murders, a note was found scrawled on the wall with the victim's lipstick and the plea, For heaven's sake, catch me before I kill more. I cannot control myself. <sighs> Police in... Hey, why'd you turn it off? No, it's awful. It's right here in this neighborhood. Well, let's see the rest. It intrigues me. Now, don't go turning that radio on again, Steve Grant. I've heard enough. I'm out of my mind, for heaven's sake. That's it. That's a good, solid clue. Oh, what is? For heaven's sake. How many men ever use that expression? Oh, shut up. Uh, okay, Mrs. Grant. <clears throat> Pass the biscuits, my little pigeon. Pass the biscuits. Eat, eat, eat. Three women in three days murdered in cold blood. And right here in Washington Heights. I'm too sick to go out. I'm too scared to stay in. And the lock's broke. And you sit there saying, pass the biscuits. Well, there's nothing wrong with my appetite, my love. Oh, no, of course not. That's what cost you your job at the police force. Uh, some men drink to escape. I eat. Escape what? An ugly tongue, a beautiful face, and a roving eye. In short, a wife. Oh, so you're starting that again. You and your crazy jealousy. Mm, maybe that's the creeper's way of escaping. Who knows? Oh, go ahead and get a divorce. Go ahead. Can I help it if men look at me? I don't know why you come home at all. Where do you go? What do you do with yourself? And where were you this morning? Oh, why'd you come back? To eat. But someday I'll lose my appetite for that, too. And when I do, my dear, there'll be no escape. Now I'm off again. Kiss? Hmm? Still using stage lipstick. Wipe it off. How many times must I tell you? You're married now, remember? Steve, wait. Yeah? At least go buy me my medicine. Sorry, no time. Oh, don't leave me here alone. Stay home this afternoon. Please. I'm afraid. <laughs> don't be silly, pet. Nothing will happen to you. You've got a doorman here, an elevator boy, Mrs. Stone across the hall, a phone. You're safe enough. Yeah, but the night lock, it doesn't work. I know. Now you can't lock me out anymore. Well, it doesn't catch. Something happened to it since last night. Steve. Get a new one. I can't get a locksmith. I've tried all morning. Steve, please. Well, if I want to phone you, where will you be? Oh, goodbye, sweetheart. Take care of your cold. If it isn't old Pearly Morgan. I hear you got thrown off the force, Steve. Here you got thrown off the news, Pearly. <laughs> well, you heard wrong. 
I wasn't fired. I was just warm. I wasn't fired either. Just suspended for three days. Eating a lamb chop at Casey's at the time I should have rung in from the box at 162nd with all that trouble up there. <laughs> I'm on my way to headquarters now for reinstatement. <sighs> I eat too much, my trouble is. I drink too much. I hear you're living up in the Heights, Steve. Yeah. That's funny, me too. Here you're married now to a uh, beautiful and lovely young... Ah, uh... <laughs> uh, you can say that again. Used to be on the stage, you know. Yeah, I think I knew her. Wasn't her stage name Georgia Dixon? That's her. I love that wench, but... Ah, women. How does a guy handle them? <laughs> Maybe the creeper has the right method. <laughs> Thank you for taking the words out of my mouth. Who is the creeper, Steve? Any angles? You tell me. I'll split the reward with you. <laughs> okay. We interrupt this broadcast uh, to bring you an announcement from the New York Police Department. Hey, you women, Officials at Center Street have just released Jim Ellis. Jim Ellis, who was arrested in suspicion of murder yesterday, was the doorman on duty when the unknown killer, who has been named by the newspapers as the creeper, strangled his second victim. Since the third killing took place this morning... While Ellis was held in the city jail, Police Inspector G.M. Bradley ordered the Ellis release. Mm. Bradley warns, however, that he is still convinced that the killer, the creeper, is someone who either lives or works in New York's Washington Heights section. Of course. Seen as a crime in all three killings. New York residents are warned to lock all doors securely and to notify police of suspicious characters at once. We return you now to our program of music. Mm. Some panic, huh? Yeah. So what do you think of Inspector Bradley's inside job theory? Nuts. Every janitor's a creeper. And as for that doorman, Jim Ellis, pure coincidence. Anyway, they released that Ellis. One thing, though, and I don't think even Bradley's put it together yet. Yeah? In all three cases, just before the creeper struck, the door locks had already been tampered with. You don't say. Uh, you got a theory? Well, sure, sure, I... I mean, uh, take that note on the wall. For heaven's sake, in every case, for heaven's sake, catch me before I kill more. I cannot control myself. Right. What man uses an expression like that? My dear fellow, the long and short of it is this, the creeper's a woman. <laughs> ruse. Just like the height of the message on the wall. A ruse. Six feet. And yet I'll lay odds the creepers no more than a guy your height, say. Or mine. Five nine, just like us. You or me. Only crazy. How do you figure that? How do I figure lots of things? How do I happen to figure where the creeper's gonna strike next? How do you? Well, the creeper's not smart. He's crazy. You play along crazy and you're one jump ahead of him. That's the trouble with Inspector Bradley. Why is up a tree? You expect logical clues from a madman? You play along crazy, make out you're the creeper. What's your compulsion? Go ahead, let's see. All right. The victims are all redheads. Everyone, you've noticed that, of course. Three in three days. Well, now that you mention They it. all lived in the Heights, right? Agnes Martin, Jane Kretzky, Virginia Peter. Right. What was the number of the apartment in each case? Agnes lived in 1A. Jane, 2B. Virginia, 3C. 
Don't ask me the why or wherefore. Don't ask me the logic. Just play along crazy. See what I mean? And see where he's going to strike next? You mean... The next victim of the creeper lives in the heights. She's a redhead. Her nightlock's been tampered with. And she's going to get hers today and her apartment number's 4D. Well? What are you staring at me for? My wife's a redhead, Pearlie. We live in the heights. Our apartment number's... <laughs> ah, you're just a boozy reporter. Your apartment number? That's 4D. I told you. Oh, 4D, of course. I'll have it delivered. I was busy admiring your lipstick, Mrs. Grant. I've nothing like it in stock. 4D. I should have guessed it anyway. Why? <laughs> Faith is a number. Believe me, since you've moved into the neighborhood, Mrs. Grant, for me it has a very special number, like Double Dandy Delicious Dream. 4Ds, you see? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, go on. I bet you tell that to every customer. Female. I? A ladies' man? <laughs> like the creeper? Oh, oh I... I, I'm sorry. Say, what's going on in this block anyway? Raw nerves, you can't joke. The creeper, the creeper, that's all I hear all day. It's mass hysteria. There ain't any such animal. Oh, you, you don't think so? Of course not. What about the note that was left in the apartments of those, those dead women? What note? No. One that said, for heaven's sake, stop I assure me you, Mrs. Grant, it is a fairy tale for circulation of the tabloids. I'll send your prescription up with the boy. No, I'll, I'll just wait here for it. Well, it'll take some time. You should go right home and stay there if you're just getting over the flu. I'll deliver it myself. It'll be a pleasure. No, please, no. I, and don't bother. Oh, it won't I'll... be any bother. Believe me, Mrs. Grant. Won't be a bother at all. No, I'll wait. I, I may not go right back. I, I don't want to be there all alone. Very well. Suit yourself. Uh, have a seat. Yeah, thanks. For heaven's sake, stop me before I kill more. I. What? I cannot control myself. Oh, no. No. Wait. Oh, wait, Mrs. Grant, your prescription. <laughs> Mrs. Grant? Oh, oh Mrs. Grant. Oh, oh it's you, Mrs. Stone. What's your hurry, dear? Oh, I... Oh, I, I just got scared, I guess. I, well, since all these awful murders in the neighborhood... Are... Yes, isn't it terrible? I'm simply frightened to death myself. Oh, are you walking home? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. Fine, I'll go with you. Good we live in the same house. Yeah. At least if I, if I had a double lock, but... Well, the night one doesn't work. Oh, really? I have a chain lock besides, and still you know, I'm scared. The way it is, I, I just sit and shiver when there's a sound at the door. I can't get a locksmith. They're all so busy. Mr. Frank on the corner promised to, but he didn't seem to know when. And why are they all so busy? Well, my dear, because every woman in the neighborhood's changing there, too. It's simply a nightmare. But don't you worry. We'll stay together this afternoon till our husbands come home. 
think of it, we've never visited, though we live right across the hall from each other. Now, isn't that like a big city, for heaven's sake? <laughs> oh, would you rather I dropped in on you? Oh, well, I... I Make don't... it yours, then. My, isn't it horrible? The ghastly things they're saying, the theories. One doesn't know what to think next. Oh, you believe the latest? Uh, the latest? That maybe it's a woman, the creeper. A woman? Can you beat it? I can't imagine how in the world the police figure that, for heaven's sake. Can you? Can you, Mrs. Grant? Well, I... I don't know. I, I was just thinking of something that my husband said. Oh, I can't see we're a married woman now. If her husband was faceless, say, or perhaps only weak and had no will of his own against a vile, cheap thing in skirts. And if the wife, say, was merely getting at those female homebreakers now. Well, I can understand such a theory because you take my husband now. You've met Mr. Stone, haven't you? Oh, Mrs. Grant. Why on earth are you staring at me like that, for heaven's sake? I don't... Uh, I don't feel well. I... I gotta get home at once. I... I feel faint. But Mrs. Grant, for heaven's sake! <laughs> That's the first portion of The Chase from 1953 with The Creeper, starring Donald Buca. More after these words. Back to WGN Radio Theater with Earl Amari and Lisa Wolf. So, Lisa, we still have uh, the final portion of The Chase with The Creeper. But uh, next week, when we come back here, we're going to do something uh, a lot of fun. It's going to be an all-westerns weekend, Saturday and Sunday, all-westerns. Gunsmoke, Have Gun, Will Travel, and Hop Along Cassidy on uh, Saturday. And then on Sunday, we have an hour-long Lux Radio Theater uh, broadcast. And I'm trying to remember which west. It might be Taya Yellow Ribbon, maybe. I I can't remember right now. But... It's a Western on Lux Theater. So all Westerns, okay? It's a big weekend. A lot of people have asked for that. So yeah. um, we try to, you know, we Every try once to Once in a while, it. we like to do, you know, a theme. Um, sometimes we do detectives. And you know what we're going to do come October 1st? I sure do. the end of October. I sure do. That's, our, that's, big, a, that's our big month for Halloween. Yeah, I know that's a, a while away. Yes, it but is. We're going to have all scary, you know, and Halloween-oriented programs. Well, we can look forward to a lot. Before yeah. that, we're going to do some July 4th programming as well. Yes, we are. Well. But so right now, it's fun. time for the conclusion to The Chase. Good afternoon, ma'am. Oh, oh. Hot shopping? Oh, you're a you're the new door doorman. Huh? Just relieving the regular man. Nice weather out. Yeah. Help you with the packing? No, no thanks. Well, let me ring the elevator for you. Oh no, you don't have to trouble. Oh, no trouble, ma'am. There. Uh, what happened to Charlie? Charlie? Yeah, the regular man. Oh. I'm just helping him out. I'm from the next building down. The next building? I didn't know they had a dorm. I never... Yeah, 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 yeah. Funny how folks never notice some people who are around all the time. I noticed you. I guess everybody does. When will the elevator come? 
Hey, you better let me take those packages up. No. No, I can I can manage. Here, I think that milk bottle may slip out. Let me give you a hand. No, no, don't touch me. Ah. Uh, gee, I'm sorry. Well, there's nothing to be frightened about, ma'am. I just wanted to help. No, I'm all right. I... Gee, what a... what a mess. Oh, I can clean that up in a minute. Yeah, there must be a mop in his front closet here. Eh, don't you worry. I can get this fixed up in a minute. Yeah. Say, the grocery delivery man should be around soon. Should I send him up with another bottle of milk? No, no, I, I, I don't want him to come up. I, I don't want anyone. I just want to be left alone. What's keeping the elevator? You're in apartment 4D, aren't you? Yeah. How do you know? Doesn't take long. Why doesn't this elevator come? It's coming now. Terrible things, ma'am. The happenings. What? I... The creeper, you know. Oh, the... I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Up and down, up and down. <laughs> That's just the ups and downs of life. Yeah. And I'm a living milkshake, Mrs. Grant. <laughs> uh uh. Well, what's wrong, Jimmy? I'm stuck. Now imagine getting stuck between the third and fourth floors with a production like you. What? <laughs> yeah, this is something every elevator jockey dreams about. Especially me. Oh, hey, what are, you, what are you doing? I'm just trying to return the do- spirit of that little smile you give me all the time. That's all. Oh, get this elevator going, Sonny. <laughs> you want me to report you? Okay, okay. Can't you take a joke? No. Yeah, maybe I misunderstood that smile you always give me. Maybe I should not have smiled that way. Yeah, fourth floor. Well, let me out. What? Let me out. Ah, now, listen. You don't say anything. You let me out. Okay, okay. Hey, uh, if I drop in later, will you be more uh, receptive? Thank goodness, at last. I must be going out of my mind. Oh, where's my key? Where is it? Oh, darn luck. Hello, is, is the locksmith in yet? Uh, well, I, I want to know how soon I can get my lock changed. Yeah, of course, I left my order. This is Mrs. Grant. Yes, in 4D. Yes. Look, yes, I know you just explained to me, but I know he's very busy. Hello, Jerry. I, oh, no. I, oh, I, I, fool, it's me. You want the whole house to... Yeah. Well, it's better. What are you doing here? I'm playing along crazy. Oh, what are you talking about? How did you get in here? <laughs> Alias Pearly Valentine. Now, don't worry. You're having a thing to worry about now. I've, I've come to protect you. Now, give me the phone. Hey, listen. Hello? Uh, never mind about the lock. Thank you. All right. Sit down. Make yourself at home. I've been waiting here for you. <sighs> Long time no see, Joseph. What do you want, Pearly? Me? A headline. Your husband wants to. Wants I to keep an eye on you. What's that? Sure. You didn't think Steve and I were acquainted, did you? 
Oh, yeah, from way back. I just met him at a bar. I don't believe you. What do you mean, keep an eye on me? Oh, just in case the creeper... No, I don't... <laughs> you heard of the character? You're mad. You've always been mad, Pearly Morgan. Where is Steve? And why did he send you here? Hey, well, what are you doing here? Told you. Playing along crazy. You got a drink? Oh, you're drunk now. And you're getting right out of here. Nothing but a no-good rummy. And you're nothing but a no-good... Die, you finish it. When I took to drink, it was to drown you out, and you know it. Well, I'm still a rum pot angel, which means I haven't got rid of you yet. Get out. You little two-timing redhead. You're all the same, you redheads. Haven't changed, have you? Even a wedding ring can't do that to you. Why, you... Oh, don't play the innocent. Look, I'm warning you. You get out. Or I'll call the police. Stay where you are. Hey, Pearlie. What are you doing with that gun? I wouldn't pick up that phone if I were you. You see, there's a big reward for the creeper. Huh? And a heck of an exclusive. And I don't want to share it. Sit down, darling. Just play along with me while I play along crazy. Sit down. Hey, that's it. Like we're expecting company. <laughs> oh, I must be crazy doing this. Why wait here for the creeper? Why not a hundred other streets, a thousand other apartments, a million other dames? Because I'm riding my hunch. Hmm. Let's have some music. Well, don't just sit. Let's have some music. Turn on the radio. Let's dance. Huh. Ah, that's it. Now, let's dance. Give me your arm. Let's dance. Huh. Like old times. Around and around like my brain. Why are you trembling? I still love you, you little fool. Ask me why. I love you, I love you, you lovely redhead. I could kill you and you deserve it. With the radio on, you could scream and no one would hear. I could put my hand on your throat like this and I could strangle you. Oh, why are you crying? Stop it! I'm here to protect you, and I'll stop crying. Cut it, I say. Cut it out. I can't stand it. I never could. Oh. Okay, you want me to leave? All right, I will. It's your funeral. Oh, where's my hat? No. In a few minutes, there'll be a knock or a ring, or the door will just open. And you'll be lying in a pool of blood like the other three. Uh, goodbye, my worthless. Give my regards to the creeper. Look in his eyes. Like a madman. What if he comes back? He wants to kill me. He wants to kill me. Someone, someone wants to kill me. I gotta lie down my head like I'm splitting it. <laughs>
Just trying to frighten me. It's jealous. Spite, that's like... Yeah, that's what it is. Like... Like the other three in a... In a pool of blood. Any minute, now there'll be a knock. Or a ring. Oh! Oh! No, no, don't let that man up. Want me to bring it up? No, 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 I'm perfectly all right. I don't need it, you hear? Don't you dare come up. Don't anyone. Uh, uh, please, please. I, I must have it changed right away, my lock, my door lock. Yes, and this is Mrs. Grant. Yes, yes, I do want it, of course. Like anyone could get in, anyone, and they want to murder me, but I don't know who is the, is the creeper. Oh, you, you come right away. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, but hurry, please. Hurry, or I'll, I'll just go out of my mind. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, like, like the other, like the other three in a pool of blood. Any minute now. A knock or a, or a ring. I... Who's there? It's me, dear Mrs. Stone. Oh, what do you want? I've been worried about you. Are you ill? No, no I'm all right, Mrs. Stone. I'm feeling fine. Hope you're not, dear. Don't you want me to keep you... No, no, it? thank you. I was just... I was just... Stop it! Oh, do let me in, silly. And we'll no, no, go away. I'm... I'm going to sleep. Just go away. Hello. Hello, Georgia. Are you all right? Oh, Steve. Oh, gee, Steve. I, I, I've been frantic. It's so good to hear your voice. Well, where are you? At headquarters. I'm coming right home. Sweetheart, is anything wrong? Oh, no. No, not, not now. Not when I hear you, Steve. I, oh, I don't, I don't know what came over me. All day I've been imagining things. <laughs> Silly. It's my nerves, I guess. Uh, forgive me for this morning, darling. I, I wasn't myself. My job had me down, but now everything's okay. Of course. Forgive me, Steve. Oh. But, gee, if you knew what I've gone through today, the most dreadful state, and then that... Hey, Steve, d did you send someone here today? Curly Morgan? Oh, well, then you did. To keep you company. Isn't he still with you? Why, no, I, I just I just got rid of him. I wish you hadn't. He's an all right guy, smart reporter. Lives in the neighborhood, too. Honey, it sounds cockeyed. I mean, this fellow's theory, but I was a bit worried when I got to thinking, so I... Listen, Georgia, yeah. don't let anyone in the house till I get home. Oh, I won't, Steve. Not anyone. Do you hear? Not anyone. Hello, Smith. Oh, oh, wait a minute, Steve. I'll be right back. Georgia, hello. Hello, Smith. Oh, uh, Mr. Frank? Yes, yes, Mr. Frank. Oh, thank goodness you've come. <laughs> Please step in. It's, it's, it's this door, right. the lock on this door that I want right. fixed. Yeah, and just a minute, my husband's on the phone. Surely, surely. Oh, uh, Steve? What happened? Yeah, it's all right. Everything's all right now, Steve. You needn't worry. Didn't I just hear you talking to someone? Well, you know, it was no one, Steve. It was just Mr. Frank, the locksmith. The locksmith? Yeah. Georgia, listen. Listen, huh? Georgia. That's what I was going to tell you. The police well, are on a new man... trail. They think maybe a locksmith. Georgia, you're listening? Maybe the creeper's a locksmith. Get him out, quick. What nice lipstick you use, Mrs. Grant. <laughs> Georgia, <laughs> quiet. <laughs> 
heaven's sake, for heaven's sake. No, 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 no. Georgia. Georgia. Hello. Hello. Georgia. Hurry. Hello. Stop me. Stop me before I kill more. City desk? Hurley Morgan Rumpot. They're still drunk, so what? Oh, shut up and listen. On that creeper story I just gave you, add this dope. The reward for his capture goes to the elevator boy. He heard Georgia Grant scream and called a cop. The creeper was shot running from the building. Yeah. Ironical, wasn't it? Imagine... The locksmith was the killer. The one man Georgia chased all day thinking he'd protect her. <laughs> what an ending to a lovely, lovely redhead. In the animal world, there is the hunter and the hunted. Hound and fox, hawk and sparrow, chicken and worm. But who is to judge precisely which is the pursuer or the pursued as we enter the chase? The chase was created for the National Broadcasting Company by Lawrence Clee. Featured in tonight's cast were Jan Miner... John Raby, Leon Janney, William Keane, Sylvia Lee, and Donald Buecher. The chase is directed and transcribed by Fred Way, Fred Collins speaking. Next week, a man in search of a missing corpse finds himself in pursuit of frustration in The Chase. Tonight, it's Adventure with Counter Spy and Dragnet on NBC. That is The Chase with the Creeper from January 25th, 1953. Like I said, ironical. You know, I just looked that up, and yeah. ironical is an old-fashioned form of the word ironic. Ironical. Right. It's old-fashioned, but... I had never heard that word before. No, I haven't either, but it is Well, that's because we're word. not old-fashioned, see? We're, well, we're you modern. are kind of old-fashioned in some old ways. Fashion. Very old-fashioned. Um, but it's an alternative adjective form of irony. It means the same he goes, thing. man, that was really ironical, huh? Yeah, I just don't think it's used anymore. It sounded weird, didn't it, it? It did sound weird, but so, it's... Uh, yeah, it's so it means, is a word. It is. Wow. It's just a little old-fashioned. It's just, it's not used anymore. It's just... Oh, there's plenty of words that we hear on these shows that have slightly different <laughs> meanings today than yes. they did then. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, actually, just I should say it like this. I should say it like this, though. Oh, yeah. 
That's absolutely true. Um, Best gift I ever gave you. I know. The girl in this, uh, or the woman in this episode, Jan Miner, you know who she is. Of course, is. you're soaking you're in soaking it. You're soaking in it. And one she of our listeners... Palm Olive woman. Of course. One of our listeners mentioned that that was the Johnny Dollar music at the end of the last scene. No, Is that not. correct? Mm-mm. I it's don't know. It's not Johnny Dollar music. All right. That music um, was um, part of a library that was used on a mm-hmm. lot of shows. Right. Um, and I think that was used on X minus one or Dimension X, maybe both. Okay, but it wasn't a John, wasn't Johnny Dollar's theme. There you go. But you know, it was a, it was a canned music. Yeah. It was a from a library yeah. of music. I, yeah, it sounded familiar. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's a chase. Let's take a quick break. Then it's more on the WGN Radio Theater. There was a listener that uh, texted and said the Johnny Dollar music. Yeah. What I'm what I meant to say is the theme to this show was not you know the Johnny Dollar music, but yes, there was Johnny Dollar music within which, within the show. Y- yes. So let me explain. There was a library that was used that had all kinds of music, and those interstitials, some of the interstitials in the show were also used in Johnny Dollar. Yes, but the theme to the chase was not the Johnny Dollar theme music. But either way, either way. Uh, Smith Smythe, right? I <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed the chase. All right, so uh, Dane Neal will be coming in here in a few minutes because Nick is a little under the weather. Nick Gillio is under the weather, so Dane Neal will be taking uh, over his show. I don't know what he has planned. <laughs> we do not. But, That's uh, okay. We could make it up. But I will tell you this. <laughs> when we come back here next week... We have a very special weekend next weekend. It's an all-Westerns weekend. Yeah. So uh, we plan that for you. We have so many people out there that absolutely appreciate well, the Westerns. Well, pardon me, darling, but <laughs> I am going to play some Westerns next week. Oh, no. Bring my six-shooter and my uh, rifle and my horse. <laughs> my horse, there you go. And my cowboy boots. That's right. And your, so and your look out. Um, we've got Gunsmoke, Have Gun, Will Travel, and Hop Along Cassidy on Saturday night. On Sunday night, we have an hour-long uh, Lux Radio Theater. I think it's right? a yellow ribbon. Well, we'll figure it out. We will post our schedule yeah. um, in the next couple of days. And Roger and I did a little uh, video promo. We had a little bit of fun, like we always do. So we'll be posting that on our Facebook page All right, page Pilgrim, as well. we've got a Western. Lots of <laughs> Westerns <laughs> next week. How come they talked so slow like that on the Westerns always? I know, just the same way we always say the bad guys have a certain demeanor yeah, and a always, rhythm to bad their guys voice. always talk like this you know you, and you then get the pegged. western guys talked like this partner <laughs> <laughs> or partner to you yeah. hey missy he, he, they would say that a lot or ma'am hey they called all the girls and all the women ma'am yeah yeah they, yeah. they had manners back then that's right the cowboy days uh, sometimes ma'am can be looked at as a little bit condescending. Well, it listen, how I'll tell done. you what, ma'am. I could use some coffee because I was out on the plane. I was out on the plains and I was uh, uh, herding, herding cows. Okay, How does cow. that sound? Ah, yeah, that was great. Would you give me a role in a Western if I, I did it I'd like that? I'd have to audition a few more people. You could direct these. You could direct classic radio shows. Yes, I could, actually. Well, you know, I think in all these years of working with you, I've learned just a few things. You know what, Lisa? 
we have uh, we're going to be talking about this next week. We are going on a cruise with our listeners. We are. It, it's a ways First off. First week of August, but not this August. No, it's a ways <laughs> 2020. off. 2020. It's going to be fun going it's, to Bermuda. A, yeah. We with are. Uh, our listeners. We so are. We'll talk or, about it next week. Yeah, it's a little ways off, but it's all right. uh, we've got a little hidden secret. You know that what? We'll, we'll, There's uh, no time. It's, it's, you know, you got to plan I these things I kept saying early. we should probably wait till after August 1st, 2019, just because it's a little confusing. But, you know, just keep it in your mind. August 1st, 2020. Not this August, for one but week. next August. It's one week. It's the 1st to the 8th. Just kind of yeah, keep it in the back of Bermuda. your mind. We just want you to come with us. Mark off your calendar. And we'll Lisa, see. Lisa will, um, will um, and I will be uh, your host. Hosts on a Bermuda trip, and we'll yep. tell you all about it next week. It's yep. going to be a lot of fun.